In this episode of the Eat Scripture podcast, we're going to be in 1 Kings 16 and be talking about this. We're going to have like a rapid fire of these Israelite kings. Yes. So the northern yes. kingdom kings. Yes. Yeah. So the the king of Judah is only going to be mentioned here and there because they're going to tell us who was on the throne in Judah while these kings were yeah, when they came to power. Yes. And remarkably enough, it's always the same guy um, because he has a long, there's a person with a long reign. They said in Judah, but all of these in chapter 16 of 1 Kings are coming to throne one after another in the northern kingdom, the kingdom of Israel, north Israel. Yeah. So as we go through, we'll talk about what we're supposed to get from this chapter mm-hmm. uh, and what it's telling us about, again, the covenant faithfulness yes. of these kings because okay. we talked about how um, kings is all about covenant faithfulness yes chronicles will tell us a, something different it'll give us a little bit more information on a lot of kings right. it still the, wants to and it wants focuses to all on the kings of judah yes and it's all oh, that's its big chain is that so, it's focused only on the kings of judah this is really Kings is really the only information we get about all these kings of Israel, of the northern ten tribes. Yeah. And so, but it's really down to its core, all this writer cares about is their covenant faithfulness. Yes. So we will learn some things as we go through and talk about that. Yep. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm Gina, and this is Eric Robinson, Mm -hmm. and we'll be going through this with you. Yes. Happy that you're joining us. Feel free to continue to read over it on your own. We will not hit everything today, but we'll do our best to pull out some big points. So here we go with Baasha, the first king we're going to talk about today. Right. So we'll start uh, actually back in 1533. Yes. That's really where this all starts. So, all right. In the third year of Asa, king of Judah, Baasha, the son of Ahijah, began to reign over all Israel at Tirzah, and he reigned twenty-four years. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the way of Jeroboam, and in his sin, which he made Israel to sin. And the word of the Lord came to Jehu, the son of Hanani, against Baasha, saying, Since I have exalted you out of the dust, and made you leader over my people Israel, and you have walked in the way of Jeroboam, and have made my people Israel to sin, provoking me to anger with their sins. Behold, I will utterly sweep away Baasha and his house, and I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. Anyone belonging to Baasha who dies in the city, the dog shall eat, and any one of his who dies in the field, the birds of the heaven shall eat. Now, the rest of the acts of Baasha and what he did and his might, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Baasha slept with his fathers and was buried at Tirzah, and Elah, his son, reigned in his place. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Jehu, the son of Hananiah, against Baasha and his house, both because of all the evil that he did in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger with the work of his hands. 
in being like the house of Jeroboam and also because he destroyed it. Hmm. That is a terribly interesting last note, but let's start back at the beginning. Okay. Uh, as we see Basha enter the scene, the reason he comes in in the first place is because he did away, he himself did away with the line of Jeroboam right. whenever he killed Nadab, who was right before him. So right. he's already staged a coup of his own to get hold of the throne and to take over. God predicted this is what would happen. He pronounced judgment against the house of Jeroboam. So it's been eradicated now mm -hmm. by Baasha, a man whose name, by the way, means stinking or revolting. Uh, and so not, not the really kind of guy you would It really doesn't surprise me because when I read it, that's how I kind of think of him. But yeah, yep, yeah, okay. Gotcha. Well, maybe that's a good association. Easy, easy one to tie in. It does, you know, he's not a good king, so no worries there. It's somebody sneaking or revolting. Um, and he does evil. We find out right away he's doing evil inside the Lord. And, and is sinning in the same way that Jeroboam sinned, which you would think would be the very thing he tried not to do mm -hmm. because he knew why Jeroboam had yeah, to be removed. He had killed um, all of Jeroboam's family. Everybody cleaned him out yeah. when he took over. Yeah, it's exactly what God yeah. said would happen. So it's just fulfilling the pronouncement that was already made uh, back in 14, 1414. Um, Baasha is the one who fulfills it. So now Baasha is on the throne and Doing he does evil. Yeah. Now, whatever it was that he did, again, he has a 24 year reign. Yeah, long time for all that evil. Right. He certainly did some things. He certainly did some things that people would consider, you know, things to write about a king that he did for your country while he was in power, whatever. There would be, you know, certain writers that would be willing to put that down or want to put that down. That's not what this king is, uh, this writer is concerned with. This writer, had, he just goes straight into the fact that he the did evil. He did what Jeroboam did. He was covenant unfaithful. So by 16.2, by 16.1, God is already sending word to him. By 16.2, we're reading God's words, pronouncing that his mm -hmm. dynasty will end immediately. It's almost the same words. Yeah, he always uses the same word. In verse 3, I'm going to sweep away your house, your dynasty. It'll be gone, your sons, everybody. There's not going to be any sons of Baasha left to be on the throne. Um, I mean, he is going to get one on the throne, but then immediately that's going to mm -hmm. be over. So, so he gets this pronouncement in verse 4 uh, the birds are going to eat you know in other words you're not going to die well either yeah. um, it's going to be ugly cut off and right. it's going to be ugly and, uh, and so we see the same kind of pronouncement made again in verse 4 as we see in 1411 against Jeroboam and we'll see again in 2124 against Ahab same mm -hmm. kind of degrading end to the line and uh, then it just tells us that, look, if you want to read more about Baasha, go to the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel, verse 5. And then he sleeps with his fathers, and Elah, his son, takes his place. And then... And it seems like it would end right here. Yeah, it does. It seems like that would be a good place to end. But then it gives us a, moreover, okay, I'm not done yet, says the author. The word of the Lord came by the prophet Jehu, the son of Hanani, against Baasha and his house both because of all the evil that he did in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger with the work of his hands and belonging to the, in being like the house of Jeroboam, and because he destroyed it. Whoa. <laughs> that is one sovereign move right there. That is, a, what do Not you think of that? <laughs> that he's, um, 
he actually carried out, out what God told. Mm-hmm. Or the punishment that, yeah, would that was prophesied would happen. Yeah. Uh, and yet, he's being judged for that. Judged for it. So he can be both God's fulfiller of the prophecy of what God said was going to happen to the line of Jeroboam, fulfiller of the judgment, uh, and yet still be judged for the for doing it. Right. Um, guess what? God can use bad people to carry out His judgment and then right. turn around and judge them for the evil that they've done. Right. I mean, that's that's within God's sovereign power, and, and that's what He's doing here. So, wow, what a what an interesting pronouncement to end Bosha's mm-hmm. line with. This is why he was judged. Yes. Um, okay, so now we're going to move on to Elah, who's the next king in this uh, series that we have here in chapter 16. Okay. In the 26th year of Asa, king of Judah, Elah, the son of Baasha, began to reign over Israel in Tirzah, and he reigned two years. But his servant Zimri, commander of his, half his chariots, conspired against him. And when he was at Tirzah drinking himself drunk in the house of Arza, who was over the household of, in Tirzah, Zimri came in and struck him down and killed him. In the 27th year of Asa, king of Judah, and reigned in his place. When he began to reign, as soon as he had seated himself on his throne, he struck down all the house of Baasha. He did not leave him a single male of his relatives or his friends. Thus Zimri destroyed all the house of Baasha, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke against Baasha by Jadith the prophet. For all the sins of Baasha and the sins of Elah his son, which they sinned and which they made Israel to sin, provoking the Lord God, of Israel to anger to anger with their idols. Now the rest of the acts of Elah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? Well, there it is. The now the judgment is going to be brought against Baasha's house during the days of Elah. Just two years son. later. Yes, just two years later. So it's the twenty-sixth year of Asa, king of Judah, that same king who's still on the throne in Judah, that he comes to reign. He's only going to be there for two years. The son, like we just said, of Baasha. So in a, in a very strict sense, Baasha has a dynasty. It's just <laughs> two one, years, yeah. really. It's just one right. step ahead, and then we get two years out of it. And uh, so in that way, yes, it is true that he does have one. But when he he's apparently not known for being a good king, He's drinking himself drunk in Arza's house, it says in verse 9, who was over the household in Tirzah. So that means he's over the king's household. He's the one who who keeps things together in the king's household. And and apparently him and uh, are this Arza and Elah are drinking buddies, apparently. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and so, so Elah's just, you know, spending his time on the throne, getting drunk all the time. Zimri, whoever gets tired of it, Zimri comes and takes out Elah from being king and takes over himself. Kills him. Um, yeah. And strikes down all of the house of Baasha. So yes. again, he doesn't leave any males left in the family. Yeah. Or even any friends. Friends too. So we've upped the ante. I mean, the judgment is getting more severe 
uh, on the, these bad kings by those who are taken over underneath them or from them. Um, and so, yeah, him and all the males and the friends, too. So Eli's been taken out, so the house of Baasha is done. Yeah, yeah. And done. so now Zimri is on the throne, and we don't know much about him except that he was the commander of uh, a commander of half of the chariots that Eli had before. Mm. So he was somewhat trusted. Yeah, he had a yeah. position in the he has a position in the government that's a fairly significant position. I mean, yeah. that's a that would have been a pretty big deal for him to be over that kind of power. Um, what we know here again about Eli in verse 13, that when he's ending it, he's just saying, look, here's what he did. He followed in the sins of Baasha, and this, uh, uh, which they, let's see, for all the sins of Baasha and the sins of Eli, his son, which they sinned and which they made Israel to sin, provoking the Lord God to anger with their idols. I mean, covenant unfaithful. That's right. what he was. That's, that's what, what we know. That's what we're going to have ringing in our ears now. This is the kind of person he was. So he's gone. He's out of here. All right, so Zimri is now the one on the throne. We'll go into his little story now in verse 15. Okay. In the 27th year of Asa, king of Judah, Zimri reigned seven days in Tirzah. Now the troops were encamped against Gibbethon, which belonged to the Philistines, and the troops who were encamped heard it said, Zimri has conspired, and he has killed the king. Therefore all Israel made Omri, the commander of the army, king over Israel that day in the camp. So Omri went up from Gibbethon, and all of Israel with him, and they besieged Tirzah. And when Zimri saw that the city was taken, he went into the citadel of the king's house and burned the king's house over him with fire and died because of his sins that he committed doing evil in the sight of the Lord, walking in the way of Jeroboam and for his sin, which he committed making Israel to sin. Now the rest of the acts of Zimri and the conspiracy that he made, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? And there couldn't have been too much to write. He was just there six days. Uh, yep, exactly. Couldn't have been, you would think, much to write. But and we're going to reference back to all those things he did when he was, you know, probably higher up in the government. Mm -hmm. You know, we know he's commander of half the chariot. So, so he has been playing a major role for a while and is part and parcel with what's been done. They're, you know, writing about things that... Right. that he was connected to I'm it's sure, interesting but. that when the troops find out yes. that he staged a coup yeah, and gotten coup. rid of Got Eli, of Eli. Uh, they decide we don't want him to we be our like king so we're going to make the commander of the army Omri yes. king so yes. he must have not been well liked Exactly. By the troops. Must that he not have been. Zimri, uh, Zimri didn't have any more people on his side than certainly than uh, Ela had. Yeah. Um, Ela may have had more. Who knows? But yeah. uh, but Zimri only going to keep the throne for seven days, range seven, just a week, uh, and he's out. So and Zimri saw now, him coming and burned the house, burned yes. the king's house with Down himself in it, just yep. committed suicide. One of the, mm. one of the handful of suicides in scripture 
uh, and so, but he's, yeah, he's burning the king's house down over at Burning Palace down over him in Tirza. So there's not going to be a palace in Tirza. Of course, Armory's going to deal with this. He's mm-hmm. going to need a new place to live. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to think and see what he does next. But, but uh, it does say that he did, Zimri did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and he walked in the way of Jeroboam. Yep. So again, we yeah. they're not walking in the way of David yeah. as God had told them that they needed to. Yeah. They're walking in the way of Jeroboam who was evil. He was evil who built up the high places, who taught Israel to sin by the with the golden calves. And you know, these are the sins they keep walking in. So man, it's no wonder God they keep suffering judgment. God keeps being against them because of what they've done. And they can keep leading Israel into this same thing over and over so again, interesting, everybody. so much political intrigue here. Yes. If we were watching this as a movie, it would be like amazing. Yeah, that all it these would be. Conspiracies and people taking each other out and coups and all kinds of stuff. So, Yeah, and, and this writer, again, even though we can say, well, it was only seven days, but he still tells us the reason why he died. Um, or the reason why he even burned the house down over himself, it says in verse 19, is because of his sin that he committed doing evil in the sight of the Lord, walking right. in the ways of Jeroboam. So this judgment, again, this writer feels strongly enough to say this judgment comes from God. Right. So, okay, so uh, now that Zimri has come to an end, we see Omri now moving up, and now we're going to read about Omri. This Whole is another dynasty. Yes, a new dynasty begins with Omri, verse 21. Then the people of Israel were divided into two parts. Half of the people followed Tibni, the son of Ganath, to make him king, and half followed Omri. But the people who followed Omri overcame the people who followed Tibni, the son of Ganath. So Tibni died and Omri became king. In the 31st year of Asa, king of Judah, Omri began to reign over Israel, and he reigned for 12 years. Six years he reigned in Tirzah. He bought the hill of Samaria from Shemer for two talents of silver, and he fortified the hill and called the name of that city that he built Samaria after the name of Shemer, the owner of the hill. Omri did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and did more evil than all who were before him. For he walked in all the way of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and in the sins that he made Israel to sin, provoking the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger by their idols. Now the rest of the acts of Omri that he did, and the might that he showed, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Omri slept with his fathers and was buried in Samaria. And Ahab, his son, reigned in his place. Okay, what we're doing now in Kings is we're starting a dynasty that's going to get more attention than any other dynasty in this book, but not because of its length or anything. Apparently, it has everything to do with its spiritual state, Mm -hmm. and it is in the center of the book of Kings. Remember, we've told you all, our listeners, Kings and Second Kings really was one book. Right. And so here, Omri's dynasty is what's placed at the middle of the book. It's taking up about roughly a third of this book is taken up with this one dynasty. Kind of crazy. Yeah. But it only covers a span of about 40 of the 
400 years that are covered in Kings. Mm. So a third of the book is giving attention to just 40 years of time, 40 year span of time. And the author has located that in the center of the book. Wow. So we know we are in a very important piece. We're getting into a very important piece. Um, So Omri, you know, his name means bound or gripping. We can talk about that uh, later, maybe. Um, But really, it doesn't have that much to say about Omri himself. But he is the leader of the dynasty, the Omri dynasty. Well known in Assyrian records, other records. Um, He is... He was well known in his days uh, in Israel as king. He probably did some very good worldly things, what you would consider good worldly things, for the kingdom of Israel. He was probably considered a good leader. He probably, you know, economically he probably helped. Militarily he helped. Uh, we know he gets recognized as signing treaties um, in, in foreign records that we have unearthed. Omri is a figure. Um, Omri's doing things. He's out there making things happen. So that's one thing to keep in mind. And then, uh, interestingly, but that didn't make any difference in this record because if you were not faithful to the covenant, it doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. How successful you are. Yeah. Exactly. So what do you, so what is, let's, oh yeah, and let's also point out that it's interesting, kind of, you don't note this until you look very closely, but in verse 15, we found out that was the 27th year that Zimri came to power and he only reigned seven days, the 27th year of Asa. And he reigned seven days because Omri killed him. Right. Well, then we found out if we went forward to 23, that it was the 31st year of Asa the king of Judah, that Omri began to reign over Israel. Right. So in other words, we've just had four years of civil war right. between Omri because and Because they've been, right, there was, this This reign didn't smoothly transition. Smooth, right. Yeah. It wasn't a smooth right. transition. And, yeah. um, so so um, it started rough. Yes, yeah, started rough. Omri and Timney have been hitting each other for a long time, four years. And then finally, Omri comes out on top. Omri takes the throne. And so that's where we go. Now, the next thing, though, what this writer wants us to remember, though, the first thing he gets into when he says that Asa took the throne is verse 24 and following what he did. Well, he reigned. First of all, he reigned in Tirzah. Yeah, first, first place to reign was in Tirzah. For six years. And then he bought a hill, or maybe he had bought it before that and started working, but uh, bought a hill, the hill of Samaria from Shemer. So I guess the most important part that I'm getting out of this is that this is where Samaria comes from. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, this is the beginning of that. Samaria, which will be the capital of the northern kingdom and therefore represent the greatest influence over Israel's spiritual downfall. Right. The capital from which all the It was where flows. the people went to worship instead of going to Jerusalem. Yes, yes. So, so that's why Jesus says what he says to the Samaritan woman at the well. Yeah, exactly. You worship on this yes. mountain, but we worship on it. Yep, that all stems back to this, this. right here. Um, and so whenever they are... Um, Whenever they're here ta- giving us this idea of Samaria and how he, uh, the Omri was the one who bought it and started building that city. City builder. 
city builder Omri taking us back to Cain, city builders, mm-hmm. and what happens to city builders. It's not great. Um, and so this, we're in this ugly place spiritually, and Omri's continuing to go down this bad road. He's going to do worse, actually, than those who were before right. him. This is the um, first place that we see somebody. It says he did more evil than all that were before him. Wow. Yeah. Not only did he walk in Jeroboam's ways, he did more evil than anybody right. else had ever done. Yeah. Walked in the ways of Jeroboam uh, in the sins that he made Israel to do, provoking Yahweh, God of Israel, to anger by their idols. And that's all he wants to say. Totally covenant unfaithful going further than anybody had ever gone. The rest of the acts of army are they written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. In other words, go read them there go read him there. But he was covenant unfaithful, and he's the reason why Samaria got built, and Samaria became the center of the degradation so shift. of Israel. Um, and then it tells us that Ahab, his son, reigned in his place. And if you've no. studied any of this before, you know that's not We're cool. Ahead. That's not good. I remember that name. Yes. So, yes. here we go with that. Okay. In the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, Ahab, son of Omri, began to reign over Israel. And Ahab, the son of Omri, reigned over Israel in Samaria 22 years. And Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord, more than all who were before him. And as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the sons of Nebat, he took for his wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Sidonites, uh, Sidonians, I'm sorry, just made up a word, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. He erected an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he built in Samaria. And Ahab made an Asherah. Ahab did more to provoke the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. In his days, Hiel of Bethel, built Jericho. He laid its foundation at the cost of Abiram, Abiram. his firstborn, and set up its gates at the cost of his youngest son, Segub, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Joshua, the son of Nun. Yes. So it's long, long prophecy has been around for quite a while. We can go back to Joshua 6.26 and see when Joshua made it right after they had defeated Jericho and it was in ruins. And Joshua mm-hmm. says this city is only going to be rebuilt if somebody's willing to give up their sons to do it, basically. Wow. It's going to cost people their sons if they try to try to rebuild this city. Big sure announcement about the fact that this should always lay waste. Now, Ahab does exactly, Ahab's kind of walking in the sins of his father in the sense that the big thing we found out about Omri was that he built this city, which could have become this really bad city in Israel. Well, then it's going to focus on Ahab and tell us about a city that gets built during his time, during his reign. It's a city that should not be rebuilt. The one built by Omri shouldn't be built in the first place because it's going to lead to nothing but evil. We know that. Uh, if we've ever read this or know anything about Israel's history. And now the one that's going to be rebuilt during Ahab's time, we know, should never have been rebuilt. We'll talk about that more in just a second, why that's the case. Um, 
but like we're saying, what we find out here is that Asa's come to power. He's the last king to rise up like you were telling me just a little bit ago. He's obviously the last king to rise up during Asa, king of Judah's day. Yes, you said Asa instead of Ahab, but yes, oh, Ahab sorry. comes to reign yeah. during the very end of Asa's reign right. in Judah. So, so got a few years left of Asa, then we'll have Jehoshaphat in the south, and we're going to see some dealings between Ahab and Jehoshaphat before we're done. Uh, but we're just here on the beginning. We're here learning about a little bit about Ahab's reign. He's going to reign 22 years, not an insignificant time. Same amount of time we saw Jeroboam on the throne. So maybe our mind goes to kind of a bad place now. When we go, wait a second, is he going to be the last, like the last guy I heard? reign 22 years right. well yeah it's gonna it be works. worse yeah, yeah exactly because what does it tell us right there in very I mean, it verse? doesn't it doesn't pull any punches no. He's, he did what was evil more than all who were before him and it i just love this and as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sons of Jer, uh, jeroboam the son of nebat he took for his wife jezebel the daughter of ethbile king yeah. of the sidonians yeah. so I mean, it sounds like you would know Jezebel, and she was bad. <laughs> yeah. She was from a bad family. Yep. And, uh, and that whole phrase is like saying, oh, and just just enough. in case you thought, yeah. He, he just looked at, he looked at the sins of Jeroboam and was like, oh, that's nothing. Are you kidding? I can do better than that. And so he marries Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, a man who is named for his connection to Baal. His name yes. literally means with Baal. So somebody who travels with Baal, lives with Baal, is with Baal. Um, that's who her dad was. And she, of course, is going to fill the land with Baal and Asherah prophets and uh, really, really take Israel down a bad road. So we can see that Ahab is just the worst of kings. In verse 32, he erected an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he built in Samaria. So Samaria becomes the center of Baal worship. He's built this Baal a temple uh, in Samaria for the people to worship him. And Ahab made an Asherah. Ahab did more to provoke the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger than any, than all the kings of Israel who were before him. And then it gives us that verse 34 part. Um, now, just know that, again, what we're looking at Ahab may have done some really good civic things, uh, international things for Israel. Who knows? I mean, we could have put up, and we do have a little bit of indication that he did do some good, uh, that it, good for Israel, and that Israel was on a good economic path during this time. They weren't really being attacked too much. Um, they could they could withstand it. They could still grow and develop. So you and might again, have looked at him and said, hey, that's a good king for us right. from that perspective. But all this writer cares to tell us is, no, he was evil to the core and he brought in all the, mm -hmm. all the so bad things. Just because could. things look good or, um, you know, you've got a lot of power yeah. or success doesn't mean yeah. anything yeah. when it comes to our faithfulness to the covenant. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So then this building of Jericho, I feel like is taking us right back to it's the first city yes. that they came to and destroyed. Yes, whenever conquered, they entered the new, when they entered the new, the new land. land. And yep. 
Uh, so they've saying. gone all the way back. It was the one that Yahweh destroyed himself whenever they yelled. He just right. wiped it clean, wiped I mean, wiped it off the face of the land. And so here it lays in rubble, and Joshua makes this pronouncement, anybody who tries to rebuild this one. So in other words, it should always be a monument to God's power and the fact that he gave us this land. And, this, and we are wiping out anything that's not of him. But here, oh, guess what? They're going to rebuild it. They're going to rebuild it. And it's it. going to cost the lives of his sons. So like you said, uh, there's a indication that he may have even been sacrificing his sons. Yep. Yep. Uh, it doesn't tell us God. that's what he did, but there's an implication that that could be the very thing that he is sacrificing his sons as he's building this heel is sacrificing his sons as he's building this rebuilding this evil city. So we see again the recanonization of Israel is yeah, what's taking. It's place. almost complete. Yeah, it is just there, there, going really back as far crazy. as they can. So really sad. All really the progress ugly. that had been ever been done yep. in Israel taking the land yep. is almost wiped out. So now God is going to speak loudly to them through the prophets Elijah and Elisha, which we'll start looking at next time uh, in chapter 17. Yeah. yeah, wonderful, wonderful stuff coming. So well, we've gone ready. way over our time this okay. time. So. <laughs> well, we will stop here. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, we will be in chapter 17 next time. Read ahead if you feel like it. Can't wait to talk to you again. Appreciate all of your time. God bless everyone. We'll talk to you in just a few days. Thank you.